the privilege of being here today and appreciate that preaching. I was thinking as our brother was preaching and uh, that uh, the last 12 meetings that I have preached, probably three, and I'm talking about down south, three of them knock on doors. Out of 11 revivals, I have just had three of the churches. So we need to bring back from out west uh, what uh, our brother took out there and bring it back. Amen. And I'm grateful that somebody came to my house. I'm grateful that somebody uh, came and knocked on my door. I'm glad somebody was willing to pick me up in a church van and take me down the house of God. We got to get back to that. We've got to get back to that. I'm grateful that somebody cared for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for that. Amen. I just want to brag on Jesus a little bit tonight. Nothing uh, real, real, I guess, deep. But uh, of course, you know what? You can't get no better on Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I appreciate the Lord tonight and, and uh, grateful for being saved. I bless him. I bless him. I, I thought about it this morning. I'm just grateful for how good he's been to me and our brother talking about dreams. And I'd have never dreamed that the Lord would have come by my way and took me from that little old place in Ohio and let me travel across the country and see people saved and lives changed. And I was in a meeting a couple of weeks ago and the preacher the preacher was so discouraged and on Tuesday night he climbed up underneath the piano and he wept and he wept out loud and he came to me and he said, Preacher, I ain't gonna lie to you. I was getting ready to resign, but God helped me. I want to thank you for preaching the word of God and I'm grateful. What a privilege that God has given me of traveling across the country, hallelujah, and preaching his word. If he can call me and use me, he can use anybody, hallelujah. What a privilege, amen. Sometimes we get over the privilege of preaching the gospel. What a privilege, amen. I'm glad my niece got to come from Ohio uh, with us here tonight. And uh, we thank God for that, hallelujah. Look with me in Revelation chapter 5. And uh, I'm just going to give you a few minutes and we'll go to the house. He said in, in verse 1, and he said, And I saw in the right hand of him, that sat on the throne, a book written within, and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy uh, to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders, he saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals. If the Lord would help me just for a few moments, I want to preach on... Uh, the prevailing lamb, the prevailing lamb. I thank God for uh, the lamb of God tonight. Now in verse 1, of course, it talks about uh, the content of the book. Uh, no doubt is dealing with uh, future events. Uh, and then he said in verse 2 and 3 uh, that the book was closed uh, and it uh, could not be opened. Uh, and then we find in verse 4 uh, that John uh, was had sorrow because uh, uh, that there was no one uh, to open the book. But then, thank God, in verse 5, uh, there rose a champion uh, that was able uh, uh, to open the 
book. Amen. I thank God uh, for the Lamb of God tonight. I thank God, hallelujah, uh, for the Savior. I want to give you four things uh, and we'll go to the house tonight. Number one, uh, uh, we see uh, the manifestation of the Lamb of God. We find uh, in the book of Genesis uh, uh, chapter 22 the announcement of uh, the Lamb of God. That great prophetic statement that Abraham said that God will provide himself a lamb. I'm glad, thank God, that he gave himself. I'm, listen, the Mormons tonight, they don't believe that he is the Son of God. But I'm glad, thank God, that Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. I'm glad he provided himself a lamb. Hallelujah. I'm glad, thank God, that he was so willing to come and give himself that he wouldn't have to die and go to hell. Amen. Amen. Years ago when I was in college, Dr. Siler said he got through preaching one night. And a little old boy came up to him and he said, Dr. Sattler, he said, you misread the Bible. He said, no, I didn't. He said, yes, you did. You said that God will provide for himself a lamb. He said, that's what it says. He said, no, it didn't. And he said, I'll show you. And so Dr. Siler got his Bible and he went over to the book of Genesis. And Brother Eric, he reread that where God will provide himself a lamb. And you know what he said? He said, boy, uh, you're right. And he said, I had a fit uh, because I realized uh, that God had already told us uh, what he was going to do in providing uh, himself uh, a lamb. Uh, we see uh, the announcement of the Lamb of God. Then we see the appearance uh, of the Lamb of God in first or John chapter 1 and verse 29. Uh, we see, he said there'd be a sign uh, that was given. Uh, we see the dove descended. And then he gives the status of the lamb. You know what John said? He said, he's before me. He is uh, preferred before me. He said, hallelujah. Uh, thank God he's number one. Amen. As Brother Brown said this morning, it ain't about us uh, and it never will be about us. I've been to meetings uh, and it becomes uh, a competition about who's a preacher. And this one, I've seen it where they try to see who could get the meanest. Uh, and then I've seen uh, where they try to see who was the best. Uh, I tell you, there's only one preacher preacher in the house and that's the Holy Ghost Amen thank God there's nothing good about you and there's nothing good about me hey hey I tell you thank God I'm glad he is before me he's before me in time he's before me in place he's before me in order hallelujah I'm glad thank God that he is number one amen we see his status I believe that the lamb was very uh, important and close to John. He kept saying he that is preferred uh, before me. He kept saying uh, he, this is he. He said I bear record. Then he said in verse 34 I saw and I bear record. Uh, we see tonight the manifestation of the Lamb. Can I say Isaiah chapter 53 we see the marking of the Lamb. Oh listen. Verse 2 he said he's a root in a dry ground. That root being in a dry ground, Brother Rick, means that there's going to be opposition for that root to have to grow. You know what? 
They opposed him from the beginning. Oh, yes, they did. Uh, they, they opposed his birth. They opposed his miracles. They didn't want him anywhere around. Uh, they despised him. Hey, you know what? Uh, he don't mean a lot to this whole world. But he sure means the world to me tonight. Hallelujah. He don't mean much to them, but I'm glad he means much to me. Amen. Uh, he uh, was a root. Uh, we find in Isaiah uh, chapter 53 and verse 3 that he was rejected of men. I'm uh, telling you what, uh, they found no room for him uh, in the end. Uh, uh, they didn't want him then, and they don't want him today. Uh, you may be here tonight, and you have uh, rejected him. I'm uh, telling you, uh, He's reaching out that arm of mercy again. And he's telling you, why don't you come? Why don't you come? I'm glad, listen, I didn't get saved the first time I went. I didn't get saved the second time I went. But I'm glad, thank God, he didn't give up on me. And it's the third time that I went down the house of God that he spoke to me. And he said, why don't you come? And I said, I believe I will. And hallelujah, I got born again. Again, you may be here and you've rejected him. He loves you enough. He's giving you another opportunity. And why don't you come and get saved? Amen. Amen. They, listen, rejected him. Can I say number three? He was, he recognized grief. Can I say number four? The reason for his marks because of our transgression. For our iniquity, for our rebellion, for our trespasses, for our sin. He who knew no sin. But Mark, he, he knew no sin. But he was made sin for you and I. Brother Eric, he, he knew no sin. But he was made sin. My dirty, rotten sin. Your dirty, rotten sin. Uh, hey, listen. Was placed on him. I uh, thank God that he, uh, hallelujah, took my place. I should have been crucified. You should have been crucified. But thank God he uh, took my place tonight. I don't ever get over that. I'm telling you what. Uh, I'm like the preacher. I'm tired of dead churches. Uh, we ought to be glad that we've been washed in the blood. Uh, and thank God not going to hell. I know sometimes uh, we got problems uh, and we hurt uh, and we got situations in life but thank God one of these days it's all going to be over with and we're going to land on the other side and praise God we ought to rejoice uh, and be glad that we're saved. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We see his reaction. Verse 7 he opened not his mouth. We see in Verse 9, his reach. He said that he went to the impossible. He said he had his grave with the rich. You know what? I'm glad he reaches out to the impossible tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Brother Kirkland, them Mormons, that's impossible outside the grace of God. That's right. Amen. Amen. I'm glad he goes for the impossible. He goes for those who've been ignored. He said he also had his grave with the wicked. You know what? Sometimes we feel like that somebody has done too much to be saved. Aren't you glad tonight that it doesn't matter what you've done? doesn't matter where you've been. But thank God love covers all sin. Hallelujah. I'm glad that he looked beyond. 
what I was and he looked beyond my fault and he saw my need. Hey, you hear me? He knew how sorry of a Christian I'd be but he loved me anyway and he saved me by the good grace of God and he came to where I was. Hallelujah. I bless his holy name. Amen. I thank God for his reach. We see in verse 11, chapter 53 that he regenerated mankind. Verse 12, we see his reward. Hallelujah. He counts you and I as part of a reward. Can I say number three? Not only the marking of the Lamb, but we see in John the message of the Lamb. You know what that message is? That He abolished our sin. He, it's not in the depths of the sea. Oh no, it's not behind His back. He took it away. Amen. I thought about it today. Because I'm your son, I know, I know what life you used to live. I know the wickedness and the ungodliness. But you know what? He don't know because he took it all away. I thank God. I say hallelujah. It's gone, it's gone, it's gone. I'm glad that he abolishes our sin. Oh, listen to me tonight. If you get born again, he'll take that old dirty rotten sin and it's it's God. It's God. It's God. Hallelujah. I'm glad he don't remember of the foolish man that I used to be. I'm glad, thank God, when you get Jesus, you get a brand new start. I say hallelujah. I'm glad he abolishes our sin. Amen. Amen. Can I say the message of the Lamb is it's for all. He said he taketh away the sin of the world. <laughs> I may get in trouble right here, but you know, I know quite a few men, Brother Steve. They're not a Calvinist, they say, but they sure preach for a whole bunch of them. You know what I'm saying? I worry about them kind of fellas. They 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 say, well, oh no, I'm no, I'm not a Calvinist, but they preach for a lot of fellas. They preach for a lot of, and that scares, that, that bothers me a little bit. Amen. I was preaching for old brother John Morgan a year ago, not this year, but last year. And I got on a being Calvinistic. And it got real quiet. And so I said, brother John, what's the deal? After the service, he said, oh, there was some Calvinists sitting up in here. Amen. You know what? Hey, there's nobody appreciates grace any more than I do. Hallelujah. I'll never find in my right mind ever get over the fact that he died for everybody. Red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in his sight. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been. I'm glad, thank God, you can come to Calvary. I'm glad, hallelujah. He said, I tasted death for every man. I'm glad it's who so ever will. He said, if you're thirsty, come and get a drink of water. Hallelujah. I'm glad. Everybody. Hallelujah. I'm glad I thank God heard the God. Now what the preacher said this morning is true. I didn't go looking for him. He did come looking for me. But I could have said no. 
Not a brother. As far as I know, he's in hell tonight. Because he said no. I could have said no. But I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. I said yes. Hallelujah. That message of the Lamb. And then let me say lastly. The morality of the Lamb. First Peter chapter 1. We know that he said he, verse 19, he was perfect. Without blemish. Means without blame. The world has tried to taint his character. When Hollywood makes a movie about him, they always taint his character. And because they're a bunch of fornicators, they try to make the Son of God be one. But he's not. He's a holy, spotless Lamb of God. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. He's a holy, holy, spotless Lamb of God. Hallelujah. He created a being uh, just to cr- cry, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hey, uh, he uh, was perfect. But then he protected himself. The Bible said in James uh, that we're to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. You know what? He, the Bible said, was without spot. Without spot. You know what has happened? We have gotten to the point in our independent Baptist churches that we're so afraid of what people think that we have quit preaching against sin. We, we have quit preaching. And I'm not for trying to run anybody off. I, I don't believe in having a rotten attitude. But you know what? Back in them days when you heard a man preach and it blew out of everything, preached on everything but breathing and eating, praise God. You know what it did? It helped thin out a few things. Yeah, it really did. Hey, you know what? I, I'm afraid, Brother Dave, that we, uh, the less that we preach uh, on standards and holiness, we have a lot less commitment out of people. Amen? They're just something about uh, honoring God and trying to keep yourself unspotted from the world. I believe, uh, I, I tell you what, I have seen uh, this year in the last 12 meetings I've been in, there is so, uh, just so less loyalty and commitment but I tell you why because there's so much more carnality in the life of the believer amen I believe a man who's trying to keep himself unspotted from the world is a man that'll try to serve God and he will be a dreamer and he will be a doer and he will be devoted amen I believe they run hand in hand for a man that'll try to keep himself unspotted from the world hallelujah You see, it's the day we live in. We need to get back. We need to have that balance. I can remember in the 90s, it seemed like that men had a bad attitude. They wanted you to think they're big and bad and tough because they can preach against this and that. See, I don't don't have no use for all that either. I'll tell you what he said. He said... If you'll draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. All I know is I want to be up here in his bosom. I want to get as close as I can. 
In order to do that, we're going to have to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. Hallelujah. Oh, what a lamb that we have. I'm glad that there is a lion of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. That was able to open the book. I'm glad for the lamb of God. Hallelujah, preacher, I'm through.